Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow can make it better. Do you really think we can? Well, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, The Catch, online every Tuesday. And uh, we do think we can uh, make a difference in the world. And uh, we're going to find out a lot about how we can do that, uh, especially tonight, as we talk to our guest from Denver, Colorado, our good friend, Robbie Goldman. Uh, Robbie works with uh, his own organization. It's been 20 years, I think he just told me. Uh, That's amazing. Um, Called Dry Bones uh, Ministries. And... They basically work with young people, high school, college, uh, young adults, but these are people on the street, Uh, largely homeless, kids who run away, end up uh, up forming their own little communities uh, downtown in, uh, in urban areas, and they are in downtown Denver with an incredibly creative ministry to these young kids who are lost in many ways. And uh, some of them ran away. Some of them were kicked out. You just don't even know how, how it all happened, but um, what a, what a loving, caring way to go about ministry uh, this is. And we, we thought of dry bones uh, this week, especially because, you know we are we're 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 seeking to uh support a a a revival here an online revival now i don't know if it's ever been tried before but we'll see what happens but we just want to encourage ourselves and one another with uh a, a regeneration of our own spiritual lives and and a rediscovering of the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in us. And, and I thought of Rob, Robbie, especially in where, well, we've been, we've been uh, uh, worshiping with this Lauren Daigle song, uh, Come Alive. We call out to dry bones, come alive. We call out to dead hearts, come alive and breathe, O breath of God, which is, of course, uh, a beautiful picture of the spirit of god waking us all up and uh so i thought of robbie so we're gonna we're gonna do a little catching up with the ministry and then um have robbie talk to us about the uh the place of the holy spirit in there and what they do there in in uh, colorado in denver colorado and see how how um god has opened up uh, and hopefully we're going to hear some, some wonderful stories. So please welcome back 
Uh, it's been a while, but we're so glad to have him back. Robbie Goldman, uh, welcome back to Blog Talk Radio. Oh, my. Thanks, John, so much. Um, it's always a privilege to speak with you and and with this audience. And uh, <laughs> I try to join as often as I can online and, and uh, read comments and read along and, and uh, <laughs> see your face and see uh, – just see the wonderful community that surrounds the catch, and it is a great privilege to be able to, to speak here. And, and uh, as always, love talking about uh, uh, those dry bones and uh, the yep. way we've uh, been able to wow. introduce that to the city in uh, Colorado. Great. So, um, Robbie, tell me a little bit. You said 20 years. Is that right? And uh, That's right. tell me how things are going now. With the ministry. Well, they're doing good. I feel like we're we're still, you know, having to uh, the word protocols and COVID and different things, of course, has entered into our world. And um, mm-hmm. uh, right now, it's kind of proving to be normal things for folks living on the streets in our population. Things seem to hit at the end uh, often with our friends, and so we're we're just now seeing some of our friends suffering some of the some of the effects of this uh, pandemic as far as getting sick. Yeah. It makes sense a little bit. Some of the services have reopened and folks are, you know, of course, coming back inside and doing things as the weather gets colder. So we're just, we're, we're able to be flexible and move, um, move with that. And so we feel good on that immediate side uh, and still able to function and do our things. Um, but everything else is going well. We're, um, going into our fall, we, like you said, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary, November 1st. Um, mm-hmm. It's a real exciting time. Um, our staff is healthy and uh, still real excited about moving forward. And, of course, with everything going on, John, we are seeing a tremendous increase in numbers, and that usually means in a tremendous increase in pressure from, you know, it's usually people that, that are, it's not that they're, they're mean. They're just they don't, they're not used to seeing the visibility of folks that are experiencing homelessness, and and there's a lot mm. of questions and, and movements. So we're seeing a lot of that type of things on the streets right now, and so we kind of have to double our efforts on education, and our outreach takes on kind of that double dimension of education and help at the same time. Mm. So we're we're feel you know comfortable in doing that and trying to talk to folks. Um, as people move, you know, different ways these mm-hmm. days. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of resets in a lot of ways, the way we do things. So that's happening, but we've added a tremendous emotional and spiritual um, formation, uh, spiritual support group. We've, we're working with um, a couple of just amazing psychiatrists and psychologists and life coaching mm-hmm. and pastoral care. So we're able to we're offering that now. We feel like the timing no, was good. incredible, and yeah, and just having lots of things like that add up. And we're still doing tons of family-style meals and serving our meal on the streets and outreach, kind of to the Denver metro area now as people have kind of spread out. But hmm. yeah, it's it's just hmm. an incredible thing. We've we've got our job training program now uh, at Purple Door Coffee, Purple Door Roasters, able to keep. Uh, several kids employed in job training and bring them from uh, 
what virtually unemployable oh, cool. to a very highly trained and employable young person with good soft skills and that's is that, growing. Uh, Robbie, is that is that what is that like a, your own coffee shop that you guys run? Well, it was a coffee shop, and we've uh-huh. uh, closed the coffee shop and switched it. We have a full-time roaster. We are wow. roasting really good coffee, and we ship it around, <laughs> and lots of churches are using it for their uh, coffee services, and then we have a few coffee shops. So we're teaching the teaching our friends mm-hmm. that work there how to they do a lot of the packaging and shipping and labeling, and uh, we have a you know a roaster that does all the controls all the roasting of the coffees and yeah but they're they do everything else inside and then while they're there we do a lot of the soft training wow. life skills and job coaching and they learn how they have we have a a sewing class that takes the um the burlap bags that the coffee is delivered in and turns them into you know tote bags and stockings and different things <laughs> and so they're learning just the skills that go along with but then also the the skills of how to do customer service and how to get along with each other and in a business world. So, you know, so it, we've often said it's just a lot of these young folks just didn't have anybody help them yeah. uh, learn socially how to interact. And so, yeah, Purple Door's there, and we've got that. We we brought it fully under the uh, Dry Bones uh, umbrella February of 2020, and then hmm. you know what happened in March. So it was <laughs> yeah. it was crazy. We had an that that is one of the Holy Spirit God intervention stories. I will tell you in a little bit of what happened there, which is pretty amazing. But um, yeah, in general, it feels great. Dry bones again. Um, we've we've always said that God gives us today what we need for today, and hmm. having faith standing right there is where we still are right now. And so, wow. it has been a beautiful story and looks to continue. Good news. You you mentioned the mood a little bit on the street. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What's it like and how has it changed in the last few years? Yeah, I mean, the 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 one thing that's definitely for the better is we are seeing fewer younger children. When we started initially, I mean, like we were seeing kids 11 to 14 years old pretty frequently. And that has really changed. The city, uh, maybe the state is doing a a better job of some of that retention and helping younger kids be able to maintain and uh, stay safe Mm -hmm. indoors. And so that seems to be better. But our population now is, you know, 18 to 28 is kind of the heaviest bulk. Mm -hmm. And what's happened over the last year, couple years really, has been more mixing of ages in this our city has um i would say compressed or pulled the belt a little bit on where they kind of people get uh, funneled to on the streets covid kind of expanded some of that with a lot more camping visible on the streets a lot of folks felt less pressure because people weren't downtown working but a lot of the services were closed on the oh. exterior of the city, <clears throat> some of the ones on the interior of the city were the only ones that were able to stay open. And so that kind of brought people and it brought a lot of ages together. Um, and that has been a lot different as far as just mixing. Well, it's any groups. If you just start mixing a whole bunch of groups in a small place, it changes the mood. Um, the The use of methamphetamines is still pretty strong. Not all of our friends are on 
illicit drugs and things, but there's enough out there. Unfortunately, Denver right now seems to be going through a, the fentanyl process where heroin oh, wow. is actually going down a bit, but the fentanyl pills are just everywhere. So we're seeing just it, it just wow. it develops an anxiety on the street um, for folks that aren't using and using your the proximity of person to person feels very close right now, and so there's mm. just a lot of anxiety. You you you're 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 in what we say most of our friends walk their daily lives in fight flight or freeze mode. They're wow. um, their system, their their central nervous system is on guard. And so huh. when you wake up you're already on guard. You're you're either fight, flight or freeze wow. all day. And so the body tends to not drink as much water or eat as much food. It's just in that it's just in that mode. And so dehydration, you're at altitude, things like that just change the mood of the folks on the streets. And so that hmm. we've noticed an uptick in that, um, and so a lot of our a lot of our purpose in ministry is just it sounds it doesn't sound like you're doing a whole lot. It's just to ease that central nervous system, just wow. to, just to give those moments throughout the day when you don't have to be worried about what's next. You know, we just I just left shortly. It's you know this afternoon um, a big family dinner we had with. You know, 14 of our friends around a big table and was able to just, you know, sit and relax and pass some green beans and some corn and some baked chicken and rolls and just just ease that central nervous system. And you, you see it move. You can physically see that. And so that mood, you know, just you can kind of imagine trying to carry fight or flight mode, you know, 18 hours a day, wow. and there's just no resolve. That's, that yeah. pretty much describes the mood on the streets. Wow. And so that, that's been hard, and that, that is a difficult thing. And then people don't think that our friends hear the news, just the news, just the talking of the talking heads. It's still uh-huh. out there, and so you add that in, you know, and that's wow. enough to make anyone crazy. Yeah. So, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. so that's kind of the – that's kind of the you know the flow yeah. that these kids feel like they're stuck in is that the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers and all that all that stuff is right still is there right and trying yeah and trying yeah. to make a decision for your own health mm-hmm. uh, in the midst of that you know that it and so you're trying to you know gently encourage what's healthy and encourage their choices uh-huh. and and it's just it's it's so um, it's already so busy. Um, I, I call it that, and it doesn't even have to do with substance. Our friends don't have the ability to have a sober brain most of the time, and that's not because they put mm. drugs or alcohol in it. It's all the noise that's around our world. Wow! That just it fills their brains, and so they're, you know, we don't mm. realize how often I say we, me, that I get to drive home or I get to shower in the morning. And in those moments, my brain can just just kind of sit there. It doesn't have to do a lot. It can drive. That's what we're doing now. We're just driving <laughs> our car. We're just showering. We're just showering. Our huh. friends' brains stay 
um, I call it, they're not sober. It's not a sober brain. It doesn't wow. have the space to be, uh, you know, to kind of take in all the information. And, you know, it's like we tell our friends or our volunteers a lot, our, our friends don't have space in their brain for sarcasm and joking. It's just, it's that tight. Wow. You know, it's that narrow. It's like they don't, there's just no space for that. And so we, you know, we, we, we say, you know, to avoid that, you know, don't, don't use sarcasm and wow. joking because it just huh. doesn't translate in the midst of that. And so that, you know, that's the general mood. Um, hmm. But again, a lot of that is just the guard. That's the frontline guard that our friends have to have. And mm-hmm. so as soon as you can ease that, man, you can get to this very tender, very emotionally, huh. you know, open state pretty quickly. So that's that's kind of the mood on the street, and often, you know, we're like someone standing there holding a sign on the side of any street in this nation. What a smile will do! Will do much huh. more than a dollar. <laughs> it really huh. will. Just a smile or a wave or a nod or anything that mm. says you see me as a human being um, yeah. moves that. So that that's kind of what we're we really try to emphasize and push, and uh, you know. Give us give space for that. So that's wow. kind of the mood on the street, and that's all ages, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Um, Robbie, we're studying um, right now, uh, talking a lot about the the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and mm-hmm. how do we, um, you know, the well, I, I I wrote today from Hebrews 11 how everything is done by faith. Uh, mm-hmm. All the all the great men and women of the Bible uh, did what they did by faith. And, and that's, that is a credit obviously to the Holy spirit because it's, it's the Holy spirit who is energized, I believe by our faith and, and the one who, the one who gives us the power to do what we do and gave Gideon the power to do what he did. And, and uh, you know, all those guys uh, listed there, who are all fallible human beings, just like you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, so we're we're trying to we're we're just trying to be more. Basically, we want to become more aware of the Holy Spirit and what is His role and what is He doing uh, for us and, and in our lives. So I'd love to have you talk for a little bit about the role of the Holy Spirit that you experience there in your ministry. Yeah, that you know we um, we often refer to the Holy Spirit in the feminine too. That ah. really seems to speak well. That that how ah. she moves and how <laughs> it just in that role That's of the, cool. the, the the movement of that um, uh-huh. feels feels right. Um, the I don't know maybe that maybe the the father has been so, you know, and it's not like that women have always not been the aggressors or whatever in our friends' lives, but the the movement of the Holy Spirit and the way she moves through dry bones is just, is something that we get to point out a lot. And it's one of those, um, it's one of those things when we kind of point to or listening to stories of our friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just kind of, just kind of, you know, reach in and kind of, put a little tab or something and as we're listening to the story then go back and pull on those tabs a little bit and say 
this is kind of how I'll say, like, I'll always say my reference point, and the kids know where I come from with, with my with being in Christ, but I'll say my reference point of my thinking and understanding of the world comes from here, and this is where I would say that's kind of the Spirit of God, the, what we would mm. say the Holy Spirit. And I'll mm-hmm. say, I'm not like, you have to know, believe this, but I'll just say, I see this this entering into this scene or this moment mm-hmm. um, with kids. It's like, and it's so many times it'll be the same way. They'll say, well, the only reason I got out of this was God's love or God's spirit. You know, they'll, they'll recognize, you know, the circumstances, what seemed like circumstances. They'll say, I don't think they were just circumstances. I think they were divine interventions. I'm like, wow, tell me that story. So, it comes up in stories all the time, um, hmm. which I've always felt that our friends have a unique, not unique, probably I'll call it a natural inclination that the rest of us have learned to um, diffuse. Um, hmm. I say that our friends know, they know when fall is going to be here because their bodies tell them it's time for fall. It's time hmm. for winter, spring, and summer where I have to wait on, you know, my church bulletin to tell me to turn my clocks back, you know. <laughs> I'm so conditioned by calendars and by time, you know, on my phone and by by schedules yeah. and Google Calendar and iCal that my body is not learning these things. And in a lot of ways, I think that's why we sometimes miss the act of the Holy Spirit, where our friends mm-hmm. are sleeping outside in nature, feeling the wind change, seeing the track of the sun change, watching mm-hmm. the leaves change, feeling what you're supposed to feel at fall so that when mm-hmm. something moves like the the hand of God, the wind of God, the pneuma moving, mm-hmm. they recognize it. It's not a shock. It's not this miracle. And that's what I've learned is, is that ah. it's not miracles that are happening. It's the movement of the daily love and hand of God in our lives and these kids do this so it's pointing out those things with our friends and then like in our ministry seeing things going really it as far as the world we shouldn't get this thing or this thing shouldn't fall in place but with faith we we just we go ahead we move forward um we have friends Mm -hmm. that um have a, a good friend right now um They've been able to manage to get a van, an old van, that runs some of the time, most of the time, but it's a place that feels like a place of sanctuary. Um, this particular person is not normally, we call themselves religious or anything, but they're just starting to be aware uh, as they're being surrounded with different people and different ideas, things that are, you know, that when they would normally break like an alternator or just something on the the van would break and not run, the van's broke mm-hmm. and it's like, well, everything's lost. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything anymore. It, it would just go to that. One thing breaks, I would just go to the law. Everything's lost. Just everything. My whole life's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, could be true if for that person. But just in the last few months, they've been experiencing a different thing. They've made friends. They've actually started, they actually work at Purple Door now, and they're, you know, working and daily, and so they have a little money and so they can move, things like that. But then life hits, and 
van to break, and they would normally say, well, look, Carmen, I must have done something so bad in life that I can never move forward. And this is just karma coming back to get me. That that could be is what we'll talk about. And then we'll say, what if we look at it like this or ask, what if we ask questions instead of making statements? It's like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, I just kind of believe that sometimes we're not, I'm not going to call it praying. They're not the big praying people. So I said, what if we kind of ask questions about that very subject in a way that, um, that God could hear our earnesty, earnest in that. It's just moving. And they were talking. I don't know, Robbie. They said, I don't know if I believe all this stuff. I said, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, pull a fast one on you and you know pay for your repair bill and say, look, God took care of it. I'm not trying to do that. I said, but what if we just don't have such a defeatist like it's all done, like there's no force for good, there's no movement for good out there. What if we just change our heart a little bit? And they're willing to do that. Mm. And so just mm. walking through those conversations, and like I said, all of a sudden the awareness that I think it's that the, the very thing that Jesus said, you're not alone. Mm. You know, calling on that part of the spirit, mm. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to wow. abandon you. You're not alone. <clears throat> And just focusing on this, that aspect of saying, what does it mean to have a comforter by your side? And just, and just looking at that aspect, and like I said, not looking for miracles, and just the, the ease of that. What does it mean to ease into that? And this person has just started going, well, when I ask questions, it gives me options of things to do. Yeah. Hmm. And so even today, even today they were the same person was at a at a place to say maybe maybe i'm not meant to be a van life person maybe there's a place out there that i could that i could stay there in this transition time okay and so just asking those questions even today they filled out paperwork at a brand new shelter that's a residence that folks can live in through their whole work pre-work and then new work time and they really might get accepted it looks pretty good it's not Hmm. perfect Hmm. But I, I just reemphasize, you're not alone. Hmm. You're not alone. And and hmm. realizing that I think as we're open to the Spirit of the Lord, God's Holy Spirit is like um, the word we're using now, John, is called companioning. We're, we're hmm. companioning with our friends. Uh, and that the greatest companion is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's faithful and loving. And so... That little aspect of saying the gift of the Holy Spirit, you're not alone. Um, Howard Thurman used to talk about um, telling people all the time, you're a child of God. And Hmm. science has even proven that when just making that statement that your brain lights up, the idea of belonging, the idea of not being alone, those parts of your brain light up. Like there's realization in that. There's something moving in our bodies when we know we're not abandoned and that we're not there. And that Jesus was like one of the first things he said to his disciples, you're not going to be alone, not abandoning you. And so Mm. in our our ministry, John, with the Holy Spirit, that's been one of the crucial things is just helping everyone involved 
letting their hearts be free in the sense of saying, you belong, you're yeah. not alone. And 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 then where does that lead? Man, it, it goes all over. It leads into such a beautiful place. Talk about revival. What if our world that feels so alone, so um, desperate, could catch the the area, the idea that the creator God, who's described as hovering in above the waters, and is you know the poet describes from the very beginning this presence, um, even in the Valley of Dry Bones, you know, in the story Ezekiel yeah. is not alone. God didn't send him out to to say, okay, as soon as you go prophesy and get all the words right, and you know, I told you, here's the sermon, go go do it, and then come back to me. He didn't do that. You know, it says, then go prophesy to the bones. And then Ezekiel said, while I'm prophesying, I heard a rattling sound. He didn't mm-hmm. even finish. He didn't <laughs> finish the sermon. It sounded mm-hmm. like, I mean, how many preachers yeah. would love to have the alt call where they just start talking and everybody starts walking forward? <laughs> you know, it's it's because mm. God's God's spirit mm. is yeah. companioning yeah. us as we move through our world. You know, and, yeah. and we're not we're not held we're held we're not held accountable <laughs> we're held in so many ways yeah. as we move. And I see that I see kids that just say, you know, I just I just got down and prayed, and I'm and I see God. You know, getting me through this night. Um, wow, it's hard, John. It's hard. It's it's hard to look into someone's eyes that's truly lonely, mm. truly sad, mm. and, then, and then it's beautiful if you can say you're not, but you're not alone. And that sense, I think the Holy Spirit to us adds the word we would use is what we use is belonging. It gives the meaning and the knowledge of what it means to belong. Uh, it fills our hearts in ways of belonging, wow. and um, that's one of our that's one of the things that we've learned over the years and tried to tried to verbalize and then just in actions. You know, I feel like I feel like that's something that the spirit does. Like I said, I I used to look for miracles, you know, but now I just look for those simple. That's Those great. simple movements, you know, that breath, that that yeah. simple breath, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow! Breathe, O oh breath of God, now breathe. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Oh, yeah, gosh. Well, the, you know, in that story, that's the part where he. I always picture Ezekiel seeing everything happening, and yeah. then all of a sudden you realize that God comes back and says, uh-huh, "You got to prophesy to the four winds." You know, he got yeah. so. I was picturing yeah. being so like amazed at the coming together that uh-huh. that they just they're all the bodies are assembled and it's like God said, Son of man. And think about that. God did God could have just gone ahead and just made the breath come on, right? Right, right. But he didn't. He said, Son of man, prophesy to the four winds. Yeah. We're still in this. We're in this together. You know? <laughs> he didn't say he didn't just go, Well, I know you didn't say breathe or whatever. <laughs> he said, prophesy, go. And then when he did, then it says God mm-hmm. act, entered in, you know. It's just this co-authoring. This yeah, is the way he works with us. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's how, and that's how the Spirit worked with Christ, you know, how Jesus was there. And it seemed the Spirit 
embraced him but mm-hmm. wasn't showing him up or doing anything. He was just embracing this whole journey, you know, from early on, from his boyhood, you know. Yeah. So I think I think that's how mm-hmm. humanity works, John. I think wow. humans, I think we got that. <laughs> Maybe we've not learned how to see it, but I think humans have that ability. Uh, and yeah. I, I just really do. I believe that all humans, you know, that Jesus yeah. was like, watch this. Just watch me. Mm. Watch me work. You know, watch me walk. Um, <laughs> you know, our word has been we try to practice the ways of Jesus. You know, practice those mm. ways. It's not, it's not perfect, but like a doctor practices medicine or a lawyer practices mm-hmm. law, we apply the ways of Jesus in those situations and just practice them, and see what happens. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit is that's that's why we do this. You know, it's our it's what reaches in and out of us. So, wow, wow, well, gosh. I hate to say this, but our time is up, and uh, oh, man. it just it goes too fast. And uh, I sure uh, I sure have missed you. I love the way you think, and uh, you shared some real gems with us tonight. So uh, the world really, I'll pick up on some of this in my writing this week for awesome. sure. So Absolutely. I appreciate I appreciate you being with us well, again. I, I yeah. Real quickly, I'll tell you when one of the big shifts in our 20 years, John, mm-hmm. is we were redoing our website, and for the first 19 years, we've we've started with the, we've started and held the question. Oh, oh, um, God, God asked Ezekiel says, "Son of man, can these bones live?" And his answer was, "Oh, sovereign Lord, you only you're the only one that knows." Hmm. Well, as we were thinking about our work and how we're moving through. Mm-hmm. Some some uh, men that were actually working on our website, they heard the story and they said, hey, guys, these bones live. And so we're now saying dry bones. These bones live. <laughs> they do live. They live. Uh, they live. Beautiful. They live. Beautiful. They live. Uh, and that's what our Christ teaches us, right? Yeah. yeah. Those dry bones live. Oh, that's beautiful. They're alive. Yeah. Robbie, keep doing it. Thank you so much. We will. I, I All just, right. uh, Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And uh love what you share with us and we'll be we'll be praying for you guys. Thank you so much, John. Keep love up. you. Okay. Tell All everybody right. we said hey at your house and we love you guys so much. Uh thank you so much. All we'll right, talk right. to you later. We'll talk to you tonight. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, how's that everybody? The Holy Spirit. The catch with John uh, she's with us. I love that too. Oh yeah. Don't miss this. Block Talk Radio. It's always good. It's always good. Walk with the Spirit. Companioning. Let's companion with the Holy Spirit and with one another. God bless you. Keep on keeping on.